Good morning, church family. Uh, I am excited to be here with you this morning. This has been a very trying, very stressful week. Um, this is not good to be having our church service like this digitally, but this is where we're at, and this is the season that we're having to adapt uh, to for the time being. I am looking forward to being able to worship together um, as a body um, one day again. This in, within the office and the deacon body have been praying with you and praying for you during this week, during this time of uncertainty. Um, we must continue to be Gasful Baptist Church, even though we may not be meeting uh, physically together uh, consistently. Uh, we must continue to support each other and look for ways that we can continue to be the church uh, in, during these very, very trying, very uncertain times. God is good in the midst of all of this. That has been my theme this week to get me through this week. Um, it, there have been times when God has seemed not good, but then I must remind myself that God is good no matter what the present circumstances uh, may, may be telling me. God is still good. This week in my mind has demonstrated Romans eight nineteen through 23 and how creation groans looking for the the, the further fix from its creator. Um, we as a church body are very comfortable and very familiar with the idea that we as individuals, we as humans, are broken and we need a Savior. But today has, this week has really emphasized and reminded me that, that this all of creation is groaning uh, for its creator to put it back together. And that is the, the spot we're in. Genesis 3, the curse because of sin is real, and that is the world that we live in. Never in my life have I seen anything quite like this before, but as I said earlier, God is still good in the midst of that. And just because we're not meeting as a body, we must continue to be ambassadors for the true king and ambassadors for the kingdom uh, that we are, we are members of um, in, in these times. Lastly, I want to just remind us that God in his wisdom has deemed it necessary and appropriate during these times um, that this is to happen in this way. And so we must uh, continue to be on our knees uh, begging, uh, praying for God's mercy, uh, but also uh, to be listening to what God has for us to do as a church body and what God has for us to do as individuals inside of his kingdom. Let's pray as we move forward through this time of Bible study. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are. I ask that you would continue to, to grow us, to mold us, to shape us individually and as a church into what you, what you want us to be. Lord, I ask that you would just continue to calm fears, calm worries, and give us a new sense of excitement to be uh, gathered again together with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So for the last month, um, I've known that I was going to be preaching this Sunday, and this has been uh, very difficult to, to decide what to talk about. Um, but as I continued to study the passage that was laid on my heart a month ago, 
I think that this is the correct passage and uh, way and direction to go. So uh, join me, please, this morning in Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. The book of Nehemiah is about rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem um, after uh, a period of exile. Um, the, the Israelites had been separated from their homeland, and so they were, at this point, Nehemiah was leading a charge um, to rebuild the walls and, and begin to have um, some semblance of, of normalcy for the people of Israel so the people could have their own land and then the temple was built later on. And so there was a time of, this was a time that of great turmoil for the people of Israel. They had just come back into the land of Jerusalem and they were rebuilding the walls. And so after they rebuilt the walls, what we see in Nehemiah 8 is a time when Ezra reads the law. So join me in Nehemiah 8, verses 1 through 8. Once we get into verse 9, uh, we start looking at some I guess in verse 4, we start looking at some, some crazy names. So I'm going to skip some of those names so you can read those on your own. Uh, I will butcher those if I say them out loud. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. And all the people gathered as one into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it, facing the square before the water gate, from early morning until midday, in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had for the purpose. And beside him stood a group of people. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, some other people helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book of from they read from the book from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. What we see in this text is several several things. First, we see that Ezra gathered all of the people together, and he said, hey, this is the word of the Lord. This is the law of God. This was something that was instituted by Moses back in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 10 through 13, before he passed on the, the mantle of leadership to Joshua. Um, he commanded that that the law be read yearly, and then there was a, the Feast of Booths was, was after that. But it commanded that the law be read yearly to remind the people what they had signed up for. This was what um, the, the entrance to being part of the people of God was. This is the price to pay. You must obey these laws. And as we see all throughout the Old Testament, I know in, in the youth Sunday school class, and for several of you, you all have probably just recently wrapped up Deuteronomy. And so you know how the laws were set up not to be oppressive. The laws were not set up to be um, legalistic. The laws were set up so the people of God would do what God had desired for them so they could remain the people of God and have productive, healthy, happy lives inside of the land that God had provided for them. And so 
because the people had been in captivity, they had not heard the law uh, read consistently. They had not heard the law read um, often. And so this was a new thing for many of these people. What we see in this text, though, is that the men, the women, and anyone that could understand what was being read, they were all gathered together. And so all people that can understand what the law, what the decree of God is, they were gathered together in one place so they could all hear it. What we then see is that second group of people, they are Levites, they're priests. What they did was they went around inside of the groups of people as they were hearing the law read. They were unpacking the law. They were explaining what the law meant. This is a beautiful picture of, of how the church should be functioning just in general. We see people, um, we see commands being given from scripture. We see the law being provided from the text. And then the people um, are then guided to understand and apply those texts. So this week, since we're not going to be able to meet face to face, I want to encourage you, spend some time today or tomorrow, um, call someone or have a conversation with someone in your house. What is God currently teaching you? After this, I want you to then um, so have them explain that to you and then let them know what God is currently teaching you. Um, this is a great time to be in communion and fellowship with each other and helping understand, helping each other understand both what God is currently speaking on the individual basis, but then also just how he is opening up the text of scripture to each of us um, as we are traveling together through these current times. What we see is that the law was not just given as information of this is, these are the things you need to know. Um, that was provided, but then there was also follow-up of then how to understand the law, how to then apply the law to the individual's life. And so this is a an interesting picture of what was going on. Now, join me. So we see in this text that the law was read by Ezra. Now, join me in verses 9, 9 through 11. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people by saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. Let's read on verse 12 as well. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. When we come in contact with the law, when we come in contact with what God expects of us, um, it's going to cause um, anxiety. It's going to cause um, mourning and weeping because we as individuals, we as humans are unable to keep up with the commands that God has set forth. What Nehemiah said and what Ezra said and what the Levites said to the people is that the law has been read, but don't mourn. Go and rejoice. Go and, go, and, go and drink the sweet wine. Go and eat the fat. I see a little bit of a, an idea of a communion type aspect. This is not uh, Passover. This is not the Lord's Supper or anything like that. But there's, I feel a sense of um, looking forward to that in this text. 
where the law is read, we realize we aren't adding up, we can't add up, but we as Christians, post Jesus' death and resurrection, we know how we are, a- are able to add up, and we're only able to add up because of the work of Christ on the cross and his resurrection. And so what's beautiful about this picture is that the people were, were face-to-face with their inadequacies um, of serving their creator, but they were then reminded of the grace that, that is offered by being one of God's people. And this is not a, an option for cheap grace or free grace or an abusable grace or an ability to say, I can do whatever I want. But rather, this is a, a picture of the work that, that God does on our behalf. I want to encourage you during these times, both right now and, and six months from now, Look not to just doing the right thing, but being rooted in in whose you are. What we see in this text is that uh, what is said in in verse uh, 10, And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So often for me in my life, I've always kind of just rested in the fact that um, I've grown up in a Christian home and, and, and grown up in, a, in America to where I don't have to worry about persecution. And sometimes I think that messes with my ability um, to truly put my faith in Christ. I'm able to put mentally in Christ. I'm able to put my occupation in Christ. But sometimes my, the rest of my body is, is hard for me to put into Christ. And so during these days, um, it has been a real eye-opener of what that looks like to have the joy of the Lord being my strength and and having my strength resting in what Christ has already done. Um, Not just my Christian side, but my entire being resting in, in what Jesus has already done. What we see in this is that we can't uh, rejoice in in our actions. Uh, we are going to 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 fall short. But Christ has intervened for us, and Christ has made it to where we have the ability to have a right relationship with God, and because of that, we are able to rejoice greatly. The people were told to quit mourning. They were told to celebrate and to eat. It's very hard to, to mourn when you're eating a meal that you're really enjoying. Recently, I had the opportunity to go eat some barbecue in Fayetteville at a place that I had wanted to try for about a year and a half, and it was great. And in that moment, I was very, very excited. I wasn't able to be sad, but because it was such good food. Even in these moments, I want us to, to look to the to the beauty of who Christ is and the work that he has already done for us. I want to encourage you to stay the course. I want to encourage you to keep focused on what God has for you as an individual and what God has for us as a church during these times. A few things that I want to highlight um, for y'all to to continue to grow in your relationship with Christ and to continue to trust Christ even when things don't look like it's worth trusting. Um, on Friday morning, I posted a link to an app called Dwell. 
It is an audio Bible that has the entire Bible read to where it's read out loud and also has some music behind it. And it also has some reading plans that you can just start your reading plan and it'll read that section of the text for you for that day. And then you can come back to it the next day. Um, that is a free service that is offered for the next 60 days. So if you would like to register for an account, just go to the Facebook page and you will see a link that I posted on Friday that you can register for an account and then you will download the app onto your phone and then you will sign in um, on the app with the account that you registered on with on the website. If you download the app but don't use the link that I provided, um, it will not unlock all of the features, so I want to encourage you to make sure that you use that, app, that link to unlock all those features for 60 days. For kids, there's also Adventures in Odyssey. Um, I have seen that they have recently lifted their, uh, their paywall for their episodes for the next four weeks. It is something that I grew up with listening to almost every night um, on the radio and then every Sunday, Saturday morning. Um, and long car rides. And so if you have kids available around or if you want um, just to listen to something different, Adventures in Odyssey is always a good, is always a good bet. Um, I believe that is AO Club, um, but you'll need to check and make sure on the, the link for the website for that for sure. But you can sign up, uh, no credit card required, for uh, four weeks, and you will have access to all of the Adventures in Odyssey episodes. And I believe there's also some other activities on that website as well. I also want to encourage you during these times to remain not just in your in the scripture through listening to it but also reading it if you have the ability to do to be a part of that um, if that's something that that connects with you i want to encourage you to either download and utilize the u version bible app which is the standard bible app um, that you can find on the apps on any app store um, or also the esv bible um, they have recently opened up their software um, for their phone to include a few more study Bibles and also a few more books and devotions and reading plans for that as well. Um, also, just be sure to reach out to us in the office if there's any way that we can help and we can assist you in anything during this during this time. Um, continue to be praying for each other. Continue to be um, in communication and connection with each other. Give someone a phone call. Give someone a text just to make sure that they're doing okay. Until we uh, get to get together again digitally, um, have a wonderful week. If there's anything that we can do, again, just reach out to us. Thank you.